Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Now, we've all heard of influencers, but what about a dog fluencer? Uh, tonight on RTE, we'll be meeting the pups who have made their mark on social media. One of the dogs who appears is Pogo. And Pogo and his human, Rachel Wells, are in studio this morning. It's lovely to have you in here with little Pogo sitting on your lap. What kind of dog is Pogo? So Pogo is a toy poodle and he's 13 years old and people might not realise it when they first meet him, but he's actually blind and deaf. Blind and deaf. Yes. Um, And so what's Pogo's story and, and how did he come to be with you? Um, I got Pogo 13 years ago, so I bought him from what I thought was a breeder, but I think since mm. uh, since that we p- realised it was possibly a puppy farm, gotcha. um, and they had tricked me. So um, he went blind when he was about five, and then last year, through pain in his eyes, we had to make the decision to get them removed. Oh, right. Yeah. So he literally has no eyes now no, at this stage. He, he's so fuzzy that people don't notice that. Yeah. But no, he's got no eyes under the fur. And w- was it much of an adjustment for him when he was five? Because presumably it was degenerative, was it? So he was losing his sight over time. Yeah, so he had a condition called progressive retinal atrophy. So it did happen slowly over time. So I think that was better for him because it was, you know, he got had time to get used to Yeah. Uh, his new life. It was difficult for us all to navigate kind of a new life for Pogo in the sense that he was doing a lot of dog sports before and we had to make the decision to stop those. It obviously wasn't safe to be doing those dog sports. And he would have gotten a huge amount of enjoyment and and purpose and everything out of those. So you were taking that away as well as the eyes failing. So we had to, you know, that's the big thing that I like about myself is that I'll always try to meet the needs of every dog that lives with me um, in whatever way I can. So we explored new things like scent work, so teaching him to use his nose. Okay. Um, uh, he's, a, he's kind of retired from that now. He's not, in, <laughs> not so interested now that he's 13. But he has be, he can identify the, the smell of peppermint and the smell of cloves. So we were able to hide things around the house for him to, to, to seek out. out. Yeah. That's really good. Well, he's very placid and calm and he seems very happy. And I went over and just... Um, put my hand near his face and he gave me some lovely licks and let me pet him. So he's obviously very comfortable around strangers and although he is limited in terms of his senses, it doesn't seem to be, um, you know, annoying him too much. No, he's a very always has been a very independent dog and I think that was a, a, a difficult thing in the adjustment period when he started to lose his sight because he wanted to continue running around mm. um, and things like that and maybe he was crashing into things. Um, so I'm I'm almost a little relieved he's slowed down a little bit as yeah. he got older because, you know, he's hurt his back a few times crashing into things. And how does he navigate the house? Is he used to it now in terms of being able to, you know, obviously as humans we can use a stick until we get uh, comfortable with our surroundings if, we, if we're visually impaired, but... How does he manage to kind of navigate his surroundings? So I suppose they say that dogs make a map in their mind of places that they Mm. visit a lot. Cognitive map, yeah, like we all do. Yeah, yeah. So we try not to move things around too much or leave clutter around that Mm. because, you know, if we left our slippers out or whatever, he might trip on them. But he knows his way around the house. He knows Mm. the way around the garden. And he also knows the way from our house to the uh, local coffee shop that where we go for a puppuccino. He does love a puppuccino. I've seen that on your Instagram <laughs> yeah. a fair few times. He loves a puppuccino, that fella. He absolutely does. He had his first puppuccino about this time last year and I've never seen a dog look so happy when he had his first lick of puppuccino. <laughs> You'll have to tell me what a puppuccino is. 
Um, I, I think it's the same as a baby chino, so just a bit yeah. of frothed up Frothy milk. milk yeah. yeah, okay. So some some people don't like to give dairy to their dogs, but you know, at this point, I would rather just give Pogo whatever he wants. Whatever he wants to keep happy. And you mentioned, um, he, you know, the fact that you look after and, and and meet the needs of of dogs that are in your life. There are many, as we played at the start. <laughs> yes. So tell, give us a rundown of who else is in the house because there's not just Pogo. So obviously Pogo's the oldest dog in the house, but then we have Casper the Bichon, Jimmy the Maltese, Pippa the Whippet, Phoebe the Scruffy Terrier, Taco the Chihuahua Cross, <laughs> Noodle the Miniature Poodle, and um, Niffler the Standard Poodle, and I hope I didn't leave any of them out. I, I, well, if you did, uh, <laughs> they, they won't be able to tell, but that's a lot of dogs. So I just couldn't I couldn't cope, because like just the constant rouse in our house is, get the bloody dog off the bed, and look at the fur is everywhere. Is there just a point when you're on dog number eight, you go, there's just no point. There's no point trying to argue. We've just got to go with the flow here. I think that happened around about dog number three. And then, <laughs> you know, it just is what it is. And how do they all come to be with you then? Are you rescuing um, these dogs? Six of them are rescued. So mm. Pogo came from a breeder, but yeah. probably a puppy farm. Then the six after him were all rescues from various different rescue situations. So some of them would have kind of special needs in terms of behavioural. Mm. Um, and it may have been that had someone with they needed someone with experience to take these dogs on because you are a dog trainer aren't you I am a dog trainer yes Um, and I have a lot of experience with a lot of different types of dogs so with some of the dogs that live with me they would have behavioural issues and perhaps would have had to have been put down if they couldn't find someone with experience to take them on Mm, so you Um, saved them well and truly saved them rescued them I suppose so but you know, I feel like the, like the lucky one to have them all in my life, but it's a, a real joy to see them all blossom into the dogs that I know they can be after they come and live with us. And is the pack mentality an important one for dogs in that, you know, that they need to know whether it's a family of humans and a dog or a family of dogs and a couple of humans, they just need to know their place in a pack, isn't that yeah, the case? it's a funny phrase because sometimes people would talk about dogs knowing their place and don't feed them until you've eaten, things like that. But that was all debunked. So I, I like to see us as kind of a gang or right. a family. Um, you know, they know that myself and my husband are the one who I suppose are in charge mm. in that sense. Like we're the ones, just like children, I guess. So we're the ones who mm. sort out the food and bring them out on their adventures and things like that. And amongst themselves, I think... They have respect for the older dogs. The younger ones have respect for the older ones. And they all have their little kind of uh, friends within the group. Of course, yeah. yeah as, so, as, as kids would do as I well. It's, it's like exactly the same. Human siblings. I know they're not humans and of course their needs are very different than mm. human children. But it is similar, I think, more similar to parenting than uh, yeah. like being the leader of a pack. I got yeah. you, I got you. So tonight you're going to get to see a Pogo and yourself starring on the TV show Half Nine on RT1 and the RT Player. Um, could this be, you know, just the beginning for Pogo? Is there a movie on the way? Oh, I, I mean, I, I'd be up for that if anyone out there wants to <laughs> a movie about Pogo's life, sign me up. Um, I'm excited to see it too. We had, I, None of the participants have seen it yet other than the, the promos that went out online. So as we should say, it's not just about you and Pogo, of course. It's, it's just, it's about dog fluencers, this whole yeah. world where people are, are showcasing their beautiful animals on social media and, and garnering support and followings and, and putting the lives of the dogs on social media for people to consume. Yeah, it's a lovely community out there. A good few of the Instagram friends that I have made uh, are going to be on it too. I would now say they're, they're real life friends mm. too. So it is a lovely community um, mm. where we give each other advice and tips and 
you know, uh, share our finds if we find kind of bargains about pet things. Um, meetups, there's all sorts of meetups that happen. Uh, in fact, Pogo set up a meetup um, that happens once every month at Stephen's Green. Brilliant. Um, for, it's called Golden Paws. Okay. And it's for dogs who are senior, disabled, nervous or shy. So we just had our, our Golden Paws meetup for October yesterday. And how did the shy and nervous dogs cope? Because I had one of them for about 17 years who loved people and loved our family and whatever, but just other dogs just freaked her out. I suppose meetups are not for every dog. Yeah. So, you know, you, you would know yourself as the human of, the, of those dogs, whether they would cope in a group situation. I guess some of the meetups that would exist... Um, are kind of very full on and it might be very busy and lots of dogs playing together. So this is a bit more of a chilled out meetup where the, the humans get a chance to get some support from other humans that That's are going through the same kind of struggles. Yeah. So we've a number of blind dogs in the group, um, dogs with arthritis, um, and then some shy dogs who maybe would like a little bit of socialising in a, in a kind of a chilled out way, but wouldn't want a full on in your face gotcha. with mm. playing. Golden paws. Yeah, golden okay, paws. <laughs> I love cool. the name of that, yeah. Uh, uh, but look, people can find you on at Fluffy Tufts Gang. That's yes. your personal one and just kind of keep an eye on all your own pets. But your work one is at Fairy Dog Mother Dublin. Um, so that's for training and all that kind of side yeah. of stuff. So yeah. I do uh, training classes and private training, but I also do boarding in my house exclusively for small dogs like Pogo. Because mm. um, I think, you know, as a small dog owner, I understand the struggle of sending your dog to a kennels where there might be very large dogs. Um, large dogs can accidentally hurt small dogs in play, you know, without mm. meaning mm. to. So um, that's what I do. And um, I have a Wednesday Wolf Club. <laughs> so what happens at Wolf Club stays at Wolf Club. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> uh, well, that's great. Well, keep up the great work. Rachel Wells, a.k.a. the Fairy Dog Mother. You can see Rachel, Pogo and a whole host of other creatures uh, on uh, Hashtag Dogs tonight, half nine on RTE1. Rachel, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having us. No worries. And thanks, Pogo. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today FM.